Welcome to another episode of First Time Bible Teacher, a podcast designed to help you learn to teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. In this episode, we'll talk about crafting a teaching calendar. A good teaching calendar is incredibly beneficial for any teacher. In this episode, we'll talk about the importance of a good teaching calendar, some benefits that come when you make one, and easy places to start if this is a whole new concept for you. Let's dive in. Sometimes in a desire to be spirit-led, we can look down on the idea of preparation. We think that we need to hear from the Holy Spirit in the form of a rushing wind that shows up in the spontaneity and doesn't show up in the planning or the preparation or the work that we might do beforehand to get ourselves ready for the ministry that we think is ahead of us. The weird thing about that, though, is with so many life decisions, we recognize that there's a lot of wisdom to be found in planning ahead. There's a lot of things that you can avoid just by thinking a little bit down the road. We would never look at someone who lacks a financial plan altogether for their lives and say, you know, it's really good that they're just being super spirit-led when it comes to their finances. It's really good that they're not thinking at all about preparing for whatever future they might have. We would look down on that. We would say that there needs to be some balance of not being totally led by your own thinking and preparation, but also not being completely opposed to thinking ahead and preparation. When it comes to teaching, way too many people are just winging it. They're not necessarily looking down the road and figuring out what it is they want to teach next, what it is they think this teaching is building towards. Rather, they're just kind of week by week hoping that they're going to find something meaningful to say. We always talk about this balance of we don't want to speak because someone needs to say something. We want to speak because we have something to say. And in that desire of only wanting to speak out of having something to say, a lot of people don't plan ahead at all and just hope that every single week they're going to find something deep and meaningful and profound. They're going to hope essentially that God just shows up and zaps them rather than them putting in the work, the effort, the diligence to create a calendar they're going to be able to follow and a calendar that they believe God has for them. Here's the thing I believe about living a life in the Spirit. It does not mean living a life completely devoid of our own faculties. I believe that God gave us our ability to reason so that we would use it, and that by using the reason He's given to us, we would actually discover a little bit more of what it means to be led by the Spirit. The Spirit does not just supersede all the different faculties that we have. The Spirit utilizes all the faculties that we have to lead us towards the future that He has in mind for us. So we need to be really diligent when it comes to planning ahead because we always plan about the stuff we really care about. If you're going to your favorite sporting event or you're going to your favorite concert, you don't just wing it and hope that you get to see the part that you wanted. 
if you're going to a sporting event, you think about parking and meals and the timing of when you need to leave and you keep traffic in mind and you keep what the weather will be like in mind. You think through all of these different things, not because you feel a sense of duty or obligation to think through those things. You don't think of the preparation you need to do as work that ruins the event. Rather, because the event is important to you, you put in the time beforehand. Because being at that game, because showing up at that concert, because seeing that band or show, because that matters to you, you make sure you're ready for it. Well, shouldn't nothing matter more to us than the ministry that God has put in front of us? Shouldn't teaching the Bible be insanely important in our lives if it's what he's called us to? I believe that it should be. And I think that the very fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you think that teaching the Bible is a really important thing. So let's make sure we give it all the time that it needs. Let's make sure that we put the preparation in that gets us ready for when it's actually time to teach. So what exactly do we mean? when we're talking about making a teaching calendar. Here's kind of the very general way that I would describe it. And you can kind of fill in the details from here. But here's kind of like the the foundational elements of, of what we mean when we're talking about a teaching calendar. What I'm saying by using the phrase teaching calendar is having a basic idea for what you're going to be teaching for the next season. And, and I'm talking about it on a week-to-week breakdown. So for topical messages, we'll start there. I'm not saying you need to have all your main points, all your illustrations, every single message completely worked out. I'm definitely not saying that. When I would create a teaching calendar for topical messages, all I really wanted to have beforehand was the topic and the main passage that I was going to use. That was enough for me to say, okay, this fills Wednesday the 13th. You know, that it covers that date. That's all I need to have for me to feel comfortable using it as a placeholder in the teaching calendar. If we're talking about verse by verse teachings, all that I would really ever use was just the breakdown of the passage. So it for me it was week one, I'm gonna teach James chapter one verses 1 through 15. Let's just say, for example, I don't know if that's even the breakdown that I used. And then for week two, I'm going to pick up in verse 16, and I'm going to finish chapter one. And then in week three, I'm going to do the first 14 verses of chapter two. I think that actually is the breakdown that I used in chapter two. And then the next week, I'm going to just week by week, I know what passage I'm going to cover. That was really all that I was looking for. And I would then try to figure out if I'm going to teach through a particular book, what are my breakdowns going to be? How many weeks is this going to take me? How can I make sure I don't have to rush and work my way through some huge chunk one week and then only have time for a couple verses another week or something like that. that. That's all I'm looking for. Just what is the big picture version of the message that you're teaching? If I could, I would actually get just the main points down. If, if you can get that far. So if you know you are going to teach a topical series, you want to talk about 
remembering God's faithfulness. And so you want to use different examples from the Bible, and you're going to talk about how Moses needed to remember God's faithfulness. And you pick your character, and you pick three different things that that person needed to see. That can be super helpful. That's a more detailed calendar than I ever really got to, but if you can get that far, that's going to be so great for you when you actually come back to study those messages. So that's all that I'm talking about when it comes to a teaching calendar. It's not having your sermons complete. It's not having everything sorted out. It's just having that big picture stuff figured out. So why should you do this? What are the benefits of having this kind of a calendar? Well, first, it lets you plan for a full series instead of just a single message. I've heard it said that in a series, each message should build on the one that comes before it, but should be meaty enough where it stands on its own. You don't want to teach messages that are entirely dependent on the message that came before it, but you also don't want to teach messages that are entirely independent of the ones that came before it. I I hope that idea makes sense. You don't want it to be, if you missed last week, coming this week means nothing. But you also don't want it to be that no one can see the connection between last week and this week. That's important because the people that you're teaching, they're probably not coming every week. Most people that are coming to church at this point aren't necessarily showing up every single week. And so you don't want to spend the whole message reminding people of something that they may not have actually heard. And thinking about it the other way, without a teaching calendar, you may wind up completely consuming what you thought was going to be next week's message. So if you're building a series, you can know, well, here's where I'm going in week two, so that's what I'm going to avoid in week one. Or I'm going to make sure that I save that point for week three because it really fits best with that passage. Until you're thinking about things at a series-wide level, you're not really building a series. You're just hoping that these messages stack on top of one another. So by seeing the full calendar, by seeing where this series is headed, you can really go a long way in helping yourself out each individual week. It it doesn't just pay dividends later. It pays dividends for this message right now because it makes you really, really confident you're staying in the lane where you wanted this message to stay. Second benefit of building a teaching calendar, it lets you make deliberate choices surrounding your teaching. Teaching can be kind of like a bank account. You don't remember each transaction that got you where you are. Sometimes you you look at the account and you're like, wait a second, we've been doing what for how long? Or like people, they start making budgets and they look at it and don't realize that they're spending 200 bucks a month on coffee or whatever. Until you actually look at each individual transaction, you don't really understand how you got to where you are. With teaching, if you don't look back and really examine every message, you might be surprised how skewed in one direction you might be. You might be surprised how little New Testament you're giving right now. You may be surprised how long it's been since you've taught on a prophetic passage. You may be shocked at 
topics that could really help the audience that you're supposed to teach that you're just missing entirely. Without really thinking about the complete preaching diet that you're going to give to your people, you end up making a lot of choices you didn't think you were making. You end up skipping topics you didn't think you were skipping. Whereas when you're looking ahead and you're creating a calendar, let's say you're creating a calendar for a three-month stretch or a six-month stretch or, or even for a year. If you're thinking on a yearly scale, you can really make deliberate choices about, you know, it's been a while since I've taught a book from that section of scripture. I'm going to make sure that one gets in. And you can run all of these different filters over the teachings that you're going to do. You can see how much you're leaning topical, how much you're leaning verse by verse, how much you're bringing up Old and New Testament, how much you're bringing up topics that people really need versus topics you think that they need. You can't really make informed decisions about your preaching in terms of the topics that you're bringing in front of your people unless you can actually see all of it. So this is one of the huge benefits of making teaching calendars. It lets you make really deliberate decisions. The third benefit of a teaching calendar, and this to me is the biggest one, it takes so much stress off your shoulders. It takes so much stress off your shoulders. Every preacher dreads the blank page. When you open Microsoft Word, or Pages, or Evernote, or whatever word processor you use to create your sermons. Everyone is terrified of opening a new document and having nothing there. It's so scary to have nothing and hope that you'll be able to make something out of it. A teaching calendar keeps you from facing the blank page. It keeps you from having nothing. It at least gives you a passage to look at. It at least gives you a topic to build around. When, when you don't need some magic breakthrough to happen every week, you handle each message much more confidently. When you're confident of what it's building off of and you're confident in where it's going next, it makes your preparation so much less stressful. I highly recommend teaching calendars, if for nothing else, for your own sanity, because you're going to be way less afraid as you're prepping your messages, because you already know a little bit about each message you're teaching for however long your calendar runs. It's so, so important. So let's say you're in for it. What should a good teaching calendar include? Three things I would bring in, into mind. The first, a healthy balance of biblical topics. Just like we were talking about. Ask yourself, are we mixing Old and New Testament? Are we mixing topics that we think our people want and topics that we think our people need? You know, it, it, when you're building a calendar that's mixing these different things, you can kind of sandwich a challenging series where you're really going to dig in and, and kind of call out the sin that you're seeing in your congregation, you can kind of sandwich that with an easier series for you personally before it and an easier series after it. You know, that way you can really be focused on studying and prepping that difficult, complicated, or just emotionally challenging series. You can 
think through the balance of what you think is really going to hit your people hard and what you think is going to kind of encourage them and keep them going. You can balance all of these different things uh, with a good teaching calendar. So you should be thinking about Old and New Testament, topical and verse by verse. Which ones are you really challenging your people with? Which ones are you just kind of encouraging them and helping them stay the course? If we want well-rounded people, we need well-rounded teaching. So make sure that your calendar has a healthy balance of all of these different things. Second thing a good teaching calendar will have, an awareness of important dates. I am amazed at how many times Christmas Eve sneaks up on a church staff. I'm amazed how many times an Easter service sneaks up on a church staff. These things come every year. These things are so easy to predict. These things can absolutely be built into a good teaching calendar, and they should be built into a good teaching calendar. One of the other benefits of a teaching calendar that keeps important dates in mind is you will never be surprised by a big important moment because you'll already be building the calendar six months down the road. And when you start prepping your Christmas or your December messages, it'll make you think, I need to make sure I'm ready for Christmas. Or when springtime is rolling around, it'll make you think, I need to make sure that I'm ready for Easter. I know personally, even if it wasn't an important date like that, I would keep annual church events in mind. So that if, um, perfect example, um, our church would do an annual men's retreat where the guys would be, they would leave for the retreat on a Friday night and they would come back late enough on Sunday afternoon where most of my youth group teachers would try to go onto that retreat. So I knew through my teaching calendar, I probably should teach something that's a little bit easier on me because I'm going to have to teach it two or three times because most of my teachers are going to be away. It wasn't an important date because the second weekend of October really meant anything to anybody else, but it meant something to our church. So think through the dates that are important to your church and make sure that you're keeping them in mind with your teaching calendar. Third good thing, or third thing that a good teaching calendar will have is your specific audience in mind. Everyone needs to learn a little bit about everything, but not all at once. My middle school youth group did not need messages on tithing as much as they needed messages on the importance of Bible reading. I'm not saying that tithing was unimportant to them, but it wasn't as important as some other things. So make sure with your teaching calendar, you're not building it around the things you want to teach. You're building it around the things your audience needs to hear. So how do you get started with all this? Well, I think maybe you're listening and you're in one of these three stages. So I'll, I'll give these three different, three different ways to apply this for three different people. If you're the one who controls the schedule, but this has been a difficult thing for you, Start by just getting one month ahead. Just one. Just get one month down the road. It'll give you a lot of flexibility so you're not locked into something that you don't like. It'll let you learn the methods that work for you. It'll let you learn how organizing a calendar works for you and for the other people that are teaching alongside you. And you can even start by just doing this. Start planning an important month. December's coming up soon. Plan December. 
you know, do whatever you're doing for, for Christmas or for uh, November. Think maybe about whether or not you want to have a Thanksgiving message, but let November be whatever it is. Plan out December. Have a really solid teaching plan for December and see how that goes and see if you want to do it again in January. Maybe the methods will change. Maybe some of the things won't be exactly the same. But I really believe if you end up building a good teaching calendar, it'll only end up proving helpful for you and you will find that even though it's work, it is work well worth doing. So that's if you control the schedule. Well, what if you don't? I would say be the voice that starts asking for some of this. Ask the guy who does control the schedule for one month's notice. Ask them to get one month ahead. And they don't need to have everything figured out for you. They just need to know when you're teaching and what passage you'll be teaching. And then for you personally, start reading ahead. Start listening in on the other teachers as they're giving their messages. Start doing what you can to do some of your preparation in advance. And by some of your preparation, I don't mean outlining your passage and adding your illustrations and all things like that. I mean just doing the big picture work. Do you generally understand what the passage is about? Start there. Get a little bit ahead if you don't control the schedule. And then try to be the voice that points out, hey, when you help us get a little bit ahead, we do better. Because I, I genuinely believe you will if, if you can get to that point. What if you don't even have teaching opportunities? If you don't have teaching opportunities and you've listened to the first 21, mis- 21 minutes of this particular podcast, well done. You are a dedicated follower and I appreciate the fact that you are listening to this. But if you don't have teaching opportunities, I would encourage you start developing this in your own devotional life. Don't stop reading randomly. Start reading deliberately. Create something of a listening calendar for yourself. You know, try to find a mix between the pastors you want to hear and the pastors that you need to hear. Start studying topics that you don't really confidently have a grasp on. Because as you start getting ahead on topics that you don't fully understand, they will help you when it does come time for you to fill in as a teacher. They will help you when it comes time for you to control the teaching calendar. Because the more studied you are and the more work you've done ahead of time, the easier it'll be to do the work when the moment is up against you. Ultimately, what it all comes down to is this. Teaching is a high call, and we want to make sure that we're studying to show ourselves approved. And if you can put some of this prep work in, whether it's through prepping the calendar for other people or prepping yourself within the calendar or prepping yourself so that one day when your name is on the teaching calendar, you're ready to go. Whatever prep you need to do, I highly recommend you start putting the work in now. There's no time like today to start getting yourself ready for the work that God wants to do when you will get your chance to teach the Bible. He is looking for faithful people. Start showing yourself faithful now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to leave a rating or a review. 
They really help in getting the word out about this podcast, and they make me feel good on the inside. So do two great things at the same moment if you like what you're hearing. This podcast is part of the Good Lion Podcast Network. You can learn about all the different work that we're doing at goodlion.io to keep up with all the podcasts and articles and education materials that are coming out through the network. You can follow this specific podcast on Instagram by following at First Time Bible Teacher, or you can follow the Good Lion Podcast Network on Instagram by following at goodlion.io to keep up with all the different work that we have coming out to get episode art for all the different podcasts that we have and to learn more about where this specific podcast is headed. May God bless you in your teaching. We'll see you next time.